So guys, I have my neighbors here today. They are both named Chris. And Chris. I literally just said you're both named Chris. And Chris. Yes, you are not wrong. It's actually Christopher 2.0. Okay. Holy shit. Yeah, holy shit. Is... Hello. Hello. Yeah, please, guys, introduce yourselves to my followers. I'm a painter extraordinaire, and my son is the seed of my eye, the apple of my eye, I guess. Say the seed of your eye? I've never heard that. That's fucking you know, weird. You know, you plant an eye tree or an eye plant. You sure. Plant, you plant a seed in the ground and only give you a tree. That's fucked up. But okay. Go on. I'm just here for fun. Yes. And because and... Diana is pretty cool. I think I am too. And I think you're so cool too. Thank you. You're welcome. We have been... Oh, shit. How long have you lived here? I've lived here for four years. Okay. So you are the guy. That drives through the past. In reverse. You've always been the neighbor that's stopped to say hello. And then your daughter fucking rips it out of here. Like she's fucking dying. She's got to get to her destination before the world blows up. <laughs> I know I told you. I had no idea it was your sister. I had no that idea it was your sister. You're not the only neighbor that's like, who's the little <laughs> that drives the, <laughs> the red car and spits all the gravel over? Oh, that's my daughter. My house is closer to the access road than everyone else. You're not the only one that complains. I was very polite and I'm super happy I did not use names. Describe that person in that vehicle. You should have seen how angry Spencer was when he had his Porsche parked in the driveway. Okay, I understand that too. And that fucking gravel was spit into my fucking, the window I have out Mm -hmm. there. And I kept asking neighbors, who is this? Who is this? And then I asked you and you're like, it's my daughter. And I was like, oh, fuck. Can you just ask her to slow down? Don't talk to any of the neighbors about the person driving crazy. Can you just ask her to slow down? And you're like, she called her my favorite word behind your back. Yup. That was nuts. Yikes. Dude, Mm. the son, Chris, the other Chris, Chris number two. Is that what we're calling you? Because I don't feel comfortable with that. You Dude. know what his nickname was bro, mm-hmm. back in high school? Just call me Furfur. Furfur. That doesn't feel right either. Do you want to know the history behind Fur? Uh, sure. So his youngest brother couldn't mm-hmm. pronounce his name. So instead of calling him Christopher, call him Furfur. High school, that's, yeah, everybody knows why, why they couldn't call his, and the Furfur came Yeah. From. It's even on his football jersey, Furfur. Josh. When he was little, he could not say Joshua, his name. So he said Tata. He would introduce himself as Tata, and oh my, cutest thing ever. Cecily, Chantel's daughter, I met her when she was, oh geez. Mouse? 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 That's her nickname. And now her other daughter, Chema. Mouse could not pronounce my name, so she would always say Danny instead of Diana. So I'm Auntie Danny. So she still calls me Auntie Danny, and every once in a while when she wants to be a shit, she'll be like, Diana? Josh will call me Diana when he's talking to other people, right? Yeah. And Chantal's even been like, Chantal, my best friend is actually closer to my son's age than she is mm. to me. And then one day he was like, yeah, Diana, blah, blah, blah. And Chantal was like, I'm sorry, what did she call your mother? Holy shit. She's going to be 30 in February. Fuck off. Really? Uh-huh. Wow. And I'm going to really, be- she's that young? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm going to be 45. is like 38, 39. Mm. Okay, I'm going to cut this out. It's a fucking castrate you, I want to fucking you, kill dog. you.
You should leave it in. I will actually, Chantel. I'm sorry, dude. Okay, so you know, know how, you know, I know how you call her old man. I call her old Edith. It's her old nickname. Edith. Like she's an eight year old stuck in a fucking twenty year old's body. So she knows this. That being said, uh huh. If I confuse her of being around her late thirty, then I would be somewhat in the right. He just meant totally she's mature. Oh my god! Fuck yeah, she yeah, is. Yeah, that's what he meant. That's what yeah, right? That's what you meant. Yeah. Bravo. He's a, he's a strong feminist. He's a strong believer in women because all huh. women are strong and powerful. Yes, yeah. we are. Hell yeah. Well, go you. But anyways. Wow. Yeah. Our whole friendship was strange from the beginning. So I met her through work and I knew she was way fucking younger than me. But we just got along at the appointment. But you're trying to be professional. And then she messaged me and was like, I don't know how you feel about it, but do you want to smoke a joint together? We made it work. She's way closer to my son's age than she is to mine. But when we're together, it doesn't feel like that at all. Like we're the same fucking person, same age, but she's old because she sucks with technology and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> she will not fight it. She knows how horrible she is. She will well, not fight it. I'm not that bad with technology. I'm like, hell yeah. Boy, I'm computer stupid. We got to find the old man name for Edith, and then we'll start calling you that. We call Luke Picard? Old Nutsack. We can totally do that. I'll come up with an old You will come up with a name, and then I will introduce it on another episode if we can't figure it out tonight. All right. Demon. What? Morgan Freeman. Yeah, we're young. Oh, fuck. I love him. Talks like an old man. He talks like Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he's amazing. I would love to have Morgan Freeman talk to my eulogy. Yeah, I'd rather have him sing the I was going to say Javon Halen, but he's gone, so that's kind of sucks. Okay, so people that potentially will be alive. Who's the other person you would want potentially talking at your eulogy? James Earl Jones is gone, so that sucks. So also not alive, yeah. If you say fucking Steve Irwin next, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. Oh, I was going to say, um... The brass. I'll fucking kick you. <laughs> no, I was going to say a comedian of some sort. Uh, Who? Who's the English dude? There's a lot of English. A lot dudes. of them speak English. Ricky Gervais? <laughs> Ricky Gervais, he's the one that created The Office, the original Office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he is amazing. And most people fucking hate him because he's a cat person, which makes me love him even more. Yeah. He's an atheist, and he's go fuck yourself. You don't like it? Don't listen. And I am all for that. I'm somewhat atheist, but he is. As far as religion goes... I'm a disbeliever of the Bible because it was made, it was something that was the written Bible by this. It exists, <laughs> but it was written by men to somewhat tell lies. There's so many religions out there. And this is what always bothered me about religion. It's makes, what makes yours right? Okay. So, anyway, uh, go with, on. Yep. With, I, I've spoken to Muslim people and I've asked them, what's your thoughts on the uh, Christianity? And then he goes, we love Christ. Okay. I understood with Muslim people is they did believe in Christ and God, but then their prophet Muhammad was the one that was spreading the word. So with every religion, you have one big guy, yep. you got the kid, yep. and then you got the people there, the apostles there spreading the word. But if God was a real person, he would want us to live our lives and take care of the people that are not so fortunate. There's so many contradictions in the Bible that piss me off. Thou shalt not worship me in a public place. 
Is that what a fucking church is? Like, let's not get into the dabble. No, we won't because that's like a whole fucking that's a whole other, other conversation. Roman, call my dad's side. I actually talk about this in one of my episodes. I stopped believing in God. I was actually hit and devastated because I felt like I was lied to. I was about seven years old and I was in a Catholic school. And I just assumed everyone was Catholic everywhere in the world because that's just what it is. For some reason, at the time, there was no public schools, and this Muslim child came into our school and started talking about another religion. And, of course, I talked to him about it, and I was like, holy crap. So I went home, and I talked to my mom, and I was like, did you know there are other religions in this world? And she was like, yeah, but we're right, and they're wrong. And I was like, so you knew. (laughs) And I always thought back, in a sense, where I was like, But what makes you right and them wrong? They're thinking the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, my family refuses to answer questions. So from the age of seven-ish, I was like, all right, I feel betrayed. I feel lied to. I have zero problem with people that believe. And I get, oh, Antal and I, when we met, like, she was religious. And I was like, dude, do you? I really don't give a shit. Religions are like opinions, or religions are opinions. It's their interpretation of life. And what, and the reason people, I feel, that have their religions, it gives them hope and also something to look forward to after they're gone. No one knows. I learn to respect everybody's beliefs. They do, and, and I no have... If they pray to the beer god. The only one that actually... I haven't actually grazed upon Scientology yet. It's an alien. Oh, I actually talk about it in one of my episodes. I think it's three or four episodes ago. It's an alien religion. And there are multiple, but that's the biggest one. I'm going to be us. I really don't give a shit what people believe in. If it makes you feel good and you're a good person, go do it. Don't do fucking crusades. Yeah. Same with the witch house. The dark day. Yeah. That was horrible. They couldn't explain why whatever. So they had to fucking pick someone oh you take people that were worshiping the earth all of a sudden oh they're witches yep i know something you can't explain is witchery i love the swimming trials for witches too it's a good time humanity we should be way more far advanced than we, we are right now time yeah like Absolutely. what the fuck it doesn't make sense to me but we have so many people that are born into something and this is it nothing outside of that fucking box will make sense and they raise their kids to believe i raise my children to be non-religious so if later on in life they decide that they want to follow buddha if they want to follow that by all means i will mm-hmm. respect their religion but at that point they have the freedom of choice yeah and what they want to do i was born into the roman catholic religion and he was exposed to that through my family he had a lot of questions and i was like look you know what Everyone's different. It's not just this. I made sure he understood that. So I was like, this is your exposure. I made sure he was exposed to it. I had a lot of Muslim friends. I had a lot of Jewish friends. And I was like, honey, any questions you have, answer. I don't give a shit what you decide to believe. I will love you regardless. In the end, he decided he was an atheist because he couldn't get the answers he needed. I would never not love my kid. Most families will. The, let's own their kids because they don't I believe. I it, though. My mother passed away. 
that was a big turning point for me. I started questioning religion and I started looking through the history books of religion. And I thought religion is not faith, but religion has destroyed a lot of There's always people. war. And a lot of people have used war as a, well, look at the Crusades. You look at all the wars. If you look at the wars, them, there's, all, all there's religious wars that where people have died in the name of their faith. And that was, to me, that was horrible. When did your mom pass away? She died in 1989. So it wasn't nice and threatened to car accident. Basically, she's walking alongside the road and some poor bastard was driving home after doing a 14-hour shift. And she was out driving with a friend. Not a cigarette started flying out the window because it was stuck in the visor. And she said, go grab him. And some poor bastard was coming over the hill and, and they what disconnected in the worst kind of way. Oh, I'm sorry. I know that he went through therapy and I've got no ill wills against him because I understand that Shit that happens. was a shitty thing that happened to him. Because he has He's to live with it for the rest of his life. When he came to the funeral, I made space for him to come. So that's amazing. Both being my brothers. So I respected that it took a lot for him to come there. Yes. Pay his respect. So most people can't. That's amazing. So, yeah. So you started questioning it. Started questioning it. And then I, Started doing my own research and was like, okay, everybody's got their religions are all linked, whether it's Buddhism, Catholicism, Christianity, doesn't matter. Jews, it's all linked. Yep. It's all got the same heavenly father, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yep. That's a good way to put it. And then I started to notice that there is so many contradictions within the Bible that I was like, okay. So it was, I realized that it was people's interpretations with gay people. It was like, if you can stolen gay people. What about touching a pig that's considered unclean? If you want to work on a Sunday, should you be put to death? You know, that kind of shit. It's everybody's interpretation of the Bible. And not only that, but it was also people rewriting the Bible. So it was there. That's history, dudes. Everyone Everybody it. Was, you know, yeah. it, it, it comes down to when you tell Jimmy Joe Bob about how you got an A plus And by the time it gets down to your mom, it's, oh, you got a D minus. So everybody, uh, it's like the telephone game. Yeah. Do you guys remember? He does. It's the it. same thing. Everyone whispers whatever into the other person's ear. By the end and of it, it it's something completely fucking different from what it started. Yeah. Then I religion altogether. I decided that if there is somebody in the afterlife, they'll be happy with the way I've led my life and raised my children. Fuck, dude. I want to high five you right now because that's what I say to everybody. I have actually had a priest say this to me. If... My parishioners live their lives like you do. This might be my last day. This let's just be good. I've had two priests in particular I can think of say, I will see you in heaven before I see any of my parishioners. Whenever I come across a homeless guy, I've been homeless myself. Sorry, I did not know that. No, that's okay. I'm, How old are you? It was uh, 19 at the time. Whenever we come across someone homeless, people are not be afraid of. No. Have, it's their situation they're having right now. And if you have food inside your vehicle, you give it to them. Okay. So here's one thing I do. I know you'll appreciate this. I put together care packages with pads and tampons and all that kind of shit that women need and hand them out to homeless women. Socks. All of that shit. But again, like personal, oh, again, periods, it's not personal hygiene. Like no, you're going to have I a fucking under, period. I completely understand. But I've done That's that. When you hand them like socks or for any, for any case pads, I've never actually handed out pads. No, but again, I've I get it. That's something I could, you know, 
if you wanted to reach out to the female portion of that, something people don't think of, but it's a well, necessity. You know, stuff like uh, granola bars or else I'll do protein shakes. That'll give them energy for about two days. That'll keep them alive, keep their body so that they can regulate their body temperatures. Dry, clean socks. Yep. That goes a long way. Oh, fuck yeah, it does. Um, Anything dry and clean. Tarps. The plastic I've tarps. done that, yeah. Give no tarps because you know what? Then you close up a tarp on yourself. Even though it's blowing cold air, your bottom heat will keep that irradiated inside the tarp and bounce back and keep you warm for the whole night. A tarp runs me about roughly, I would get from Prince Sonal for about three bucks. That tarp will keep them warm for the whole night. Well, stuff people don't think about, like women need yep. feminine products. Yeah, I didn't think about that until you brought it up to me. The awareness to me is like, oh, shit. That's, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny, I've seen wow. some feminine products on sale more, not here, you know, because what new product now that I've seen, we've talked about that, it's like, hey, I see it on sale at like 75% off, I'll snatch it. Listen, when you do that kind of stuff and you want to hand that shit out, I will be there with you. How do you guys feel about true crime? So I'm curious to see how you guys feel I like about to it. see people who cause other people harm get what they deserve. I think karma plays a big part in what they get. You're just uh, smiling and nodding. Yeah, so Chris, not the yeah, you, you, listener. you, the other one. I don't know. I like true crime when it's not just dramatized. I have to know it's fake. When I know it's real and it's happened to real people, Jack Ripper, horrifying. All the yep. real true crime, like obviously true crime, yeah, scares the shit out of me. Fake true crime or stuff where it's been exponentially dramatized that shit is fun for me but real true crime no bueno makes me too afraid of the real world i'd like to add to that some of the stuff that i've learned on your podcast yep uh especially with the twilight tours i didn't know about and i now that i'm learning more about it morals the highway of tears yes shit i know uh, canadian history that makes me makes my soul cry a lot of people don't realize the trauma and bullshit that everyone's had to deal with. And it's real. It happened. Okay. So I think we should probably start talking about the story. What is uh, the story? You're going to find out. My story is about Daniel LaPlante. So my sources are Wikipedia, all that's interesting.com, and joeturnerbooks.com so triggers they're never good by the way triggers are just never good all right so child abuse physical abuse sexual abuse psychological abuse stalking rape and murder daniel was born on may 15th of 1970 in townsend massachusetts there isn't a whole bunch of information about his childhood but we just know it was shit so unfortunately this poor fucking child had a very traumatic childhood he was physically sexually and psychologically abused by multiple adults in his life as a child his stepfather and father abused him his father was the most abusive person in his life, unfortunately. So he was the one that fucked up his son 
like all of them fucked him up, but like he's the one that showed the most abuse. Yes. It just breaks my heart. He tormented him physically, emotionally, and sexually on a regular basis. This poor child was diagnosed with dyslexia and never received the support that he needed for anything, school and whatnot, and didn't do well in school. He did not have a lot of friends. He did not bathe often, and he was just an awkward child. Most of the people in his school called him creepy and weird. He's a social outcast. He did not have a lot going on for him. I'm forecasting that he is not going to be a good person at the end of the story. I think if he was a good person, you wouldn't be talking about him. <laughs> right? But no, it's definitely a recipe for um, disaster. Psychological fucking storm. Yeah. In his early teens, the school officials recommended that Daniel should start seeing a psychiatrist due to his abnormal behavior. The fact that he didn't care about his appearance, personal hygiene, or self-improvement was part of the reason why they wanted him to see someone. He was later diagnosed with ADHD, which I have, by the way. Yeah. So you? Oh, my. And Josh does. I'm the only one not part of the club. Yeah. I'm sure you've <laughs> left out. Also, the one who hasn't seen a therapist, so the jury's still out. Yeah. I don't fucking scare too many doctors in the same day. Yeah. Definitely uh, something that I was diagnosed with. I actually have report cards, and I think I talked about this on another episode where my report report cards would say oh she started a sentence and then went into another sentence there was no end no beginning i was like yeah that's how my brain works so instead of being treated unfortunately the psychiatrist began to sexually abuse him this abuse lasted for years and oh my god big shocker he left every session worse than he went in mentally his home life was chaotic. His house and property were always covered in junk and old cars. In high school, students described him as a loner. In the early 1980s, a neighbor said that he was concerned for this kid because he was constantly in the woods. By the time he was 15, he became the neighborhood thief. He would break into their homes, and generally at night, he would bring things into the house that didn't belong there, and we should out the house just to fucking freak them out. In 1986, his mind games got worse, and he became obsessed with a 15-year-old neighborhood girl named Tina Bowman. Tina and Daniel went to the same high school, and again, he was an outcast. No one really liked him. She didn't really know that. So over the March break, he asked her out on a date. So they had a good time. But once they went back to school, all of the students were telling her that he was facing rape charges. In the late fall of 1986, Daniel managed to break into Tina's family home. He hid in a super small crawl space in the walls, no wider than six inches. 
He watched Tina and her sister use a Ouija board because her mother or their mother, I should say, just passed away. They were trying to reach out to her. So he felt that he needed to fuck with them. So he would do the weirdest, most random things. And he would just eat all their food. He'd drink all the milk, put the empty bottle back. And he would empty out the bottles of alcohol that the father had. So he actually wouldn't drink it. Like He would just empty it out and then put them back empty. He started writing messages on the walls with mayonnaise and ketchup. Some of the messages said, marry me. I'm in your room. Confine me. Jesus. The family, the two girls and the dad, found a photo on the wall with a knife through it. So Frank, the dad, he initially thought the two sisters were fucking with each other. He thought they were, yeah, just pulling pranks on each other. On December 8th of 1986, the girls came home to a big turd in the toilet. So Frank searched the house and found this kid in a closet. He had his face completely painted and he was wearing a Native American style jacket and ninja mask. By the way, and was holding why a hatchet. He, why did he paint his face and then wear the ninja mask? I have no idea. He managed to back the family into a bedroom and then he fucking ran away. So Tina jumped out a window and called the police. The police found Daniel two days later in the house. It took him that long. So he was hiding in the walls and he was apparently living there for my sources are completely different. So some say weeks, some say a year. Jesus. So they arrested him when they found him in the wall and held him in a juvenile facility until October 1987. His mother had to remortgage her home to get the $10,000 bail required for his release. Two months later... He continued to rob neighbors. On October 14th of 1987, he stole two 22-caliber firearms from one of the homes that he had robbed in his neighborhood. On November 16th of 1987, Daniel broke into the Gustafsson home and stole a bunch of their shit. Family consisted of Priscilla, who was a pregnant nursery school teacher, her husband Andrew, and their kids Abigail, who was seven at the time, and William, who was five. Daniel went to that home on December 1st of 1987. This time, he was actually armed with one of those 22 caliber firearms. While he was in the home, Priscilla and her son unfortunately came home. Daniel did not expect them to come home. And initially, he his thought was to just jump out a fucking window and go away. But he decided to confront her. He forced them both into a bedroom where he put the son in a closet and tied Priscilla to the bed and gagged her with one of his socks. Garf. He raped her. And then 
shot her twice in the head. He then took her son to the bathroom and drowned him. Unfortunately, Abigail came home, got off the school bus, and as he was walking out, she was getting off the school bus. So he took her inside and took her to another bathroom and drowned her. This twisted sick fuck then went home like nothing happened and attended his niece's birthday party. Association master. Yep. So Andrew apparently had been calling his wife all day and she just wasn't answering. So he eventually finished work, got home, and the house was completely quiet. He obviously knew something was wrong. And then he went into the bedroom and found his wife dead, laying face down on the bed. He ran out of the house and called the police. And a lot of people have said, were you looking for your kids? He was so devastated. And I understand that thought. Shock is a horrible thing. If you see one of your family members dead, at that point, it's sad to say that he wasn't thinking about his kids, but he was so distraught. Then when he got home, we called the police. The police said, we got more bad news for you. Yeah, I can't even imagine that. Finding your children. It's easy to connect Daniel to what had happened that day. The police also found the shirt and gloves that he wore to drown the kids in the woods. They used scent dogs to track Daniel through the woods, and it led them to his house three feet from the house. They interrogated him, but did not have enough evidence to arrest him on the spot. They went back the following day, but Daniel had made a run for it, obviously. So a massive manhunt took place. On December 3rd of 1987, police found him hiding out in a dumpster and arrested him. He went on trial on October 1988, and the jury found him guilty of all three murders. He was given three life sentences. He tried to appeal this in 2017. He was asking for a reduced sentence. The judge said, yeah, judge said that he showed no remorse for what he had done. And just confirmed that the three consecutive terms that he was given, that's it. He will not be up for parole again until 2062. That's 45 years from now. And he'll be 92. And that's if he's still alive. That's it. Cool. But no, I hate this. Oh. Anxiety. He could have, he could have, okay, so, anxiety. so, unfortunately, so, I'd like to look back on this and say, okay, so you raped the mom and shot her in the head. Now, mom killed the children. You could have just left the kid on the closet and when the daughter hit, shoved her in the closet and left. But because he decided to kill both children who are young and have nothing to do with the crime, that showed me that he wasn't worried about them saying anything about like he wanted to kill some more. That to me says, okay, this is a crime of passion. This on the other hand, you were killing for just the sake of killing. Fine, you're fucked up. 
uh-huh. but to kill the two children and drown them. They weren't even, they were hardly fucking witnesses. So that was just, like I said, killing for the sake of killing. No, if you think about his twisted, demented brain, there might be a case that he was killing the children before the adults in their life could let them down. Ooh. Yeah. Which, all, which is also indicative because he raped the mom. He was fucking with people before. It's a massive escalation because she's a protector and the people who were supposed to protect him in his life failed to do it. He mm-hmm. decided to punish her. Watch four episodes of Criminal Minds. Okay, that, that's the area that I... Really and this know. is why I love Top Guests because like... We can all share in the collected trauma together. Yeah, and there's some shit that I have not thought about and then someone says, blah, 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 and I'm like, Holy fuck. That was way out of left field. And that's why I love to have guests because they catch me off guard and sometimes teach me stuff I do not know. But anyways, guys, I am so friggin' tired. It has been a late night and I know you guys need to get to bed as well. So social media and then we're piecing out with our Instagram. It is at my ride or die podcast our facebook is at my ride or die podcast and then we have our email where you can email us some stories suggestions complaints whatevs and that is my ride or die podcast at gmail.com anyways peace out bitches bye